stash. Hey kids, looks like you found your dad's anime stash. Oh, well, that was well, perfect. Still chills. Still chills. Still Join chills. Join us. And as uh, everyone might have heard, that's the voice of Chuck Huber, who is in several different animes. Two. Three. Two. Three that I know of. <laughs> three. Hundred. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Hundred, four. Right. Uh, actually been in... 200, 250, I don't know, 200 something. Are Can we you name them? each character as a different anime? No, I think the there's some one of the websites behind the voice actors or something. They'll like they'll they they list. I think I've been in over 200 anime. Is is what it is. And you can name Ooh. every character. That's amazing. Uh, I can name them alphabetically, starting from the letter P, wow. going through Z, and then starting over again at A. Wow, that's amazing. That's a peculiar way I, of doing it, but I... I yeah. can barely do the alphabets as they are. And you can go from uh, Z to Z and all the way back. Yeah, yeah I, I, weirdly enough, I know how to say the alphabet backwards. Z, Y, V, W, P, R... No, no, now I can't do it. Pressure! The Z, pressure is it's, it's always the pressure. There we go. Now I do you get pulled over a lot? That's right. That's right. I just like to... Uh, mm-hmm. I like to make driving, which is already dangerous, also uh, legally binding. That's what I think. I think why not risk my life and career when I go driving <laughs> drunk? Because you know, I mean, I, like to do. I, I thought it was the purple bandana that was getting you pulled over, but that's the, right. The, the yeah. drinking probably makes a little bit more sense. It's the uh, it's the combo. I mean, normally they're like, "We'll let that guy skate," but then they're like, "But look at his bandana." So then yeah. they're like. Let's get him. Two strikes too many. That's right. All right. Well, with us in the studio this week is uh, the Bushido Geek Mark. What's Cy. up? Sai. Sai is Hi. here as always. Me, Hi. Josh, and our very special uh, new full-time host, Chuck Huber. Thank you. I like to own other people's podcasts the first time I'm on them. I just take them over. It works. Hey, that's what me and Mark did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's technically true. <laughs> really? You guys just sort of camped out until the podcast was yours? Well, we knew a guy who invited us to be on a podcast with him and two other guys. And yeah. you don't see those guys. So uh, it's us. It's ours now. Yeah, it's, them, it's them for now. And then that's my plan is to just steal Sai, Yeah, Sai is going to wait till we leave and then take over. All right. Then it'll be just size show. Seems he'll fair. Be, he'll be wearing some blue bandanas. Size yeah. part of the family now. It's true. Welcome Cy to the family, Size. Yeah, Sai and Chuck. Funnily enough, it started with Dragon Ball Z. Did it now? Yeah. That's it, where my anime career started. <clears throat> curiously yeah, enough. That seems like it's like, a it's good like there's place some to sort start. of conversation connection happening. So curious. Do you want to see my new tattoo? Nice. What is it? Oh, yeah, I see it. The turtle symbol. Sorry, it's hard to show there. Me and my brother got him yesterday, which was good because we've been planning him for like three weeks and he finally said he could do it yesterday. And now you're impressed with me. I am. Now now I know you're definitely cooler than me. That's for sure. You definitely should have let me do it, though. Well, you don't live in my state. That's a hell of a drive. <laughs> that's that sounds like that sounds like your problem, not mine. That's true. That is so. That is true. Speaking of uh, starting careers with Dragon Ball Z, right? Chuck, how did yeah. that happen? I was, uh, you know, I was. I spent my whole life. I was an actor, like in grade school and and high school, and really, really serious in high school. Went to college for it graduated, actually quit school to work at the Steppenwolf and Goodman uh, theaters in Chicago, and then went back to school to finish my degree and did a, you know, good eight, 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 nine years in Chicago doing professional uh, theater, TV, film. I did some voiceover, but not anime voiceover. You still live in Chicago, right? Yeah, I used to live there. I I grew up there. Uh, I, I, uh, it's my one of my favorite towns for sure. And what what is your address again? Uh, oh, I'm not in Chicago now. But let me no. give you my be- my friend's address in Chicago. You guys can go visit him. That's fine. His name's Gary Mills. He lives on Irving Park. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, does did he do any voices that I know? 
Uh, no. Knock on his door. No, he's he's a regular actor. He's more a writer. He writes plays and and makes movies. Hmm. Yeah. That's but after after Chicago, I went to uh, I moved to Dallas and um, uh, actually Fort Worth. I moved to Fort Worth and uh, that's the same area. It doesn't yeah, it's the same. I mean, I've heard the phrase Dallas Fort Worth. It's yeah. a giant metroplex. We're very used to driving in the Dallas Fort Worth area. You you're like, hey, come visit me, and it's like it's an hour away, but you still live in the same city strange but yeah i came here and started a theater company and then one day during rehearsals my buddy uh, brad jackson was like hey you should go audition for this dragon balls thing and i was like dragon balls huh and he's like yeah and i was like that's sounds like porn man and i'm auditioning for like asian porn and he's like no it's japanese anime and i'm like oh so it's definitely porn good one i was like you're no def- you're definitely a better person than me because if i would have thought it was porn i would have been like sign me up well, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> I have children, so I'm not interested. That's not not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's something seriously twisted with it. I think I think the easy access of porn to all of humanity at the same time hasn't necessarily helped us. I think no, maybe it hasn't helped. like uh, when I was a kid, there was like a, a boathouse and, a, and you had to go get like wet, soggy, like. <laughs> Playboys, or even just like a centerfold cutout that somebody hid in the woods, and everybody would talk about where it was hidden. Like that's how we. And nowadays, you just pick up a phone, and you're like, "I, I wonder what <laughs> blah 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 looks like." And you can have like, I don't know. it's crazy. Anyway, don't let me yeah. old man too much. There's well, when I was a kid, we found some Playboys in a trash can once. Not to brag. <laughs> Back when dreams. My stepdad dreams. took them. Your stepdad took. Give me those. I'm going to throw these out. You don't know what to do with this. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> no, of course it did. Uh, and that, so I auditioned. I, I auditioned. I got, I got, uh, the audition story was funny because I auditioned very first thing I auditioned for was Garlic Jr. I'm going to push you into the dead zone. Ma. And uh, uh, Chris, Chris Sabat was directing. John Bergmeier was the engineer at that time. Weirdly enough, he wasn't even an actor. And I uh, auditioned for Garlic. He was like, hey, man, do you think you could do this, like, alien guy? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I bet I could. And so I did it. And uh, he was like, oh, man, that was great. Yeah. Uh, have you got, like, time to record it, like, right now? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. You mean I got the part and you want me to start recording right now? It's like, yeah, we're kind of. We're kind of behind schedule. I'm trying. I to told him on Tuesday, so I need you on this. <laughs> and I was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever auditioned for in my life. This has got to be fake. This is going to end up as something that is not really very interesting." So I was negative, not negative about it, because he did like at the end. He was like, "Oh man, give me your address so I can send you a check." I was like, "Yeah, sure, man. You're going to send me a check for this." But then he did. And I was like, oh, holy cow, this is real. And so then I wanted to, to do it as, as often as possible because I needed money. Money. Uh, all, money, all actors. money is good. Money yeah. is good. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I kept doing it and kept doing it. And it was a lot of fun. Back in the day, man, it was like a, a music stand with a T-shirt clothespin to it where you put the script to keep it from making noise and Sabbat and Bergmeier had like a crappy table, folding table with a like a blanket. One of those like tiger reversible blankets. Like I'm a I'm a white tiger. I'm a dark <laughs> tiger. And you like on either side, like cutting yeah. the table to like so that. But they had a legit whisper room and a legit microphone. So that was that was solid. The rest of it was kind of like this is the studio because uh, <laughs> they started very, you know, very very. Uh, big indie feel to them, big indie feel to start. But then it just kept going and it's been going for, I mean, it's still going. It's been going for uh, like 20 years, you know? Yeah, you just won the, uh, you just won the, uh, God dang it. Tournament of Power? Tournament of Power. That's right. Android (laughs) 17. I was impressed. Put that up on the resume there. Like, that's That's right. One of my favorite characters. In the show, since Super and, 
Android 17 is okay. Hellfighter 17 is where it's at. Sure. He was him too, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I've been all. <laughs> I've been uh, in the DB in the Dragon Ball universe. I've been Garlic Junior, his henchman Mustard. Uh, I was Emperor Pilaf. Yeah, I was a Spice Boy. Uh, Emperor Pilaf, Master Shen, Mister Shu, Invisible Guy. Uh, I was a guy who drove a paper clip truck. I was mm. Kibito. I was Android 17. I was Android 13. Uh, you know, Super Android 17. I've been just a lot of here. Everybody. Clip. Okay. Can you tell who... us now? Hang on. Tell us more about this paperclip truck guy. What's his uh, backstory? Let me see. I don't know. I wonder if I could pull him up. But uh, uh, his, he was like, it was like, uh, I think it was Goku and somebody fighting and they were in the way. And I was like, hey, Big truck, paper clips, come on! Like, 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 okay. So I, funny enough, there's. I just watched that episode earlier today. Out of pure, out of pure randomness, it was just on while I was working, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." And so the fact that you just brought that up uh, is—that's a good sign. That means we're we're in the right part of the timeline. Still says Bernstein Bears here. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like a, a Dragon Ball. The, yeah, uh, and that was it, the, was he the favorite character, character you've ever done? Say that again. Out of everything you've ever done, was he your favorite character? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Paper clips, big truck, <laughs> whatever I said. I mean, how could it There's, not be? You should, you should point. try to get a spinoff about that guy. <laughs> uh, spinoff. Well, I mean, obviously, Android Seventeen from that uh, uh, property is my all-time favorite. Emperor Pilaf is is like a close second because he's a lot of fun. But most people don't really like him that much. But if there was ever to be a spinoff, and if anybody with power is listening, and you all have power, mm-hmm. but I think an incredible spinoff would be watching Android 17 and his family battle different intergalactic poachers, uh, you know, every episode. So they, they just fight off uh, the poachers from his, uh, from his island where he's got all his magical, wonderful beasts. I think that'd be that'd be a solid spinoff. Your spinoff gonna... sounds a lot better than the one I was thinking of. What's the one you were thinking of? I was thinking of the paperclips guy, right? And uh, King Furry as a buddy cop movie, and just from there, that's, that's too big right. for paperclip guy. Here's what I want. Okay, <laughs> so it's paperclip guy, and he's just always pissed off because he's in the Dragon Ball universe and he has no power. Hey, I'm like, pissed people, off because I got no power. <laughs> People randomly, you know, screw up his entire city and he's just trying to live his life, but he can't because you got all these people fighting in front of him. And then he has a heart attack and there's a whole oh. emotional moment. Ethel, <laughs> Ethel, they blew up stuff short. again. Feed me some chicken. There. <laughs> See, this thing writes right, itself. It, it does write uh, itself. Like we've got yeah, a solid we got a solid few episodes here. At least a pilot. We can at least yeah. do a pilot. <laughs> we got enough for a sizzler reel. That's about it. If you got the sizzler reel, sizzler. that's all you need. That's all you need. You'll hire and a team of writers to fill in the place. Right. In this right. age, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. Written, we haven't written it. We got a writing budget. We have the idea. Right. Give us money. We'll take care of it. Yeah, give us all the money and we'll figure out the rest from that point. Sure. I mean, that's the that's the easy part. The worst you can do is fail. Exactly. And there's not real failing with Paperclip Guy because as long as by the end of the first season, as long as they get there, mm-hmm. we've succeeded in that's our goal. Right. That's right. Okay, so we've already got four people in love with Paperclip Guy. How many more do you need? Nice. That's, that's ratings enough for it. Yeah. Ratings don't matter like they used to, right? It's all about streaming. That's yeah, true. Or merchant or merchandise. merchandise. And the merchandise is easy. It's paper clips. Pa- paper clips. Paper clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like just I'm just sp- that's the, what I worry clips. about is it being too easy. People ripping us off. That's true. We'll have to be really careful with how we're doing things. <laughs> Trademark our paper clips. It'll be brilliant. It'll be great. But I mean, um yeah, no, I would be too. Uh, so you go, so it's just kind of funny because you like was Drake, Drake was Dragon Ball like the start for you in your career, or did you kind of do stuff before then with acting, or was this kind of like the first four way into like voice acting? 
This was definitely the first anime voice acting. I had done TV film and theater up in Chicago for eight or nine years before moving to Texas. In Texas, I, I had a theater company. I worked on stage. I did a couple of, of TV and film projects while here too. But obviously the biggest part of my career has been uh, Dragon Ball and anime in general. Um, my Hero Academia, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Soul Eater, uh, just a oh, bunch yeah, of them. Got a bunch Shin Chan. Shin Chan, Sergeant Frog, uh, Psyche K. My kids were watching Psyche K last night. And they were like, I, was, I walked in the room and they were like, oh, uh, Dad, you were just on. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, like, that's fine. Uh, I was. Now, do they have to listen that's right. To I'm cool. Characters as if they're getting advice from you. Do they have to address me as the characters? <laughs> that's even better. That'd, that'd be that'd be an interesting that'd be an interesting children. Experience. Today I'm Android 17. Just Please address me as such. Dad, can you Android 17? Can you make some dinner? No, make it yourself. As a matter of fact, you won't need dinner. <clears throat> You're dead. It's <laughs> like old school 17. Android 17. Very old school. Yeah, that's that's. Didn't like, get a lot of screen time, 17. <laughs> yeah, he was so like, badass when he first showed up on the scene. He was like Jaws. He was like a shark in the water. He was just relentless. There was no getting away from him. He was really oh, yeah. super fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was, you know, it's funny because I, I kind of came in with ideas of what I wanted to do for Android 17. And Sabbath the whole time was like, no, man, no, just relax, relax. Try to Try to just do nothing. And I was like, I'm Android 17. He's like, no, man, seriously, just like chill out completely. Like, <laughs> like just, just talk like nothing is happening. And I'm like, I'm Android 17. He's like, no, man, seriously, just like you're dead inside. <laughs> like there's nothing <laughs> happening. Life and is meaningless. Like, yeah. Do it like yeah. Mr. Freeze and Batman, the animated yeah. series. Do it like your future self when you're 63 and wondering what you did with your life. And I was like, oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> dead inside and i was like i'm android 17 and i'm gonna kill you he was like oh it's perfect <laughs> i was like but i'm not doing anything i'm literally He's just like, reading I'm the sad. lines and uh, He's like, yeah but it's perfect yeah and it was one of those roles i could come in sabbat calls them coffee cup roles where you just can sit there with your cup of coffee and like do your lines yeah man that's 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 my lines and you drink your coffee and you don't really have to work at it and 17 was even you know, when it comes to DBZ characters, he was the rare oddity of characters who you listen in the Japanese and he's got no reactions, no fight reactions. So when he, he does that fight with Piccolo, you hear Sabbat like, <laughs> like doing all the fight reactions. And Android 17 is just like, he's just there, just there, just doesn't say anything. Yeah, I go through a time. couple pages without me uh, uh, saying anything. I was like, "All right." Yeah, I think that's. What, I think that's why it's. That's, that's where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not Sabat. getting paid per word. What do you care? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Just sit there. You're getting that paycheck. Yeah. Well, it's like it's your line, and you're like, "You just do it." <laughs> you can do just this. Uh, you can do this one. Let's talk. Fine. Yeah. Man. Uh, so one thing I'm curious about is like, so you're kind of like in, not in the middle of doing Dragon Ball, but like pretty heavily doing like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And then you start doing Yu Yu Hakusho, like while both shows are coming out at relatively the same time. Was like, did you have to kind of juggle a lot between recording both shows or kind of like, what was that like for you to be able to like be a part of two major roles like that? Yeah, back in the beginning, there were not throngs of actors dying to work for Funimation. Uh, it was actually in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It was kind of looked down upon because it wasn't really started by actors. I mean, Sabat was a, I don't know, he's like an opera major and, and like Sean Schimmel was a professional French horn player. <laughs> So like a bunch of losers. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> they were not they were not traditional. They were not Funimation wasn't a traditional production house. It, didn't, it wasn't run by traditional 
industry people. So the industry in the Dallas Fort Worth area was kind of like, what are you doing, stupid anime? And kind of dismissed it. And I remember kind of getting shit for it when uh, I was working on, you know, like, oh, you're doing the no anime thing. <laughs> you know, and they kind of would, they, they kind of looked down upon it because we were, you know, we were theater actors. We weren't like, yeah, I do goofy voices. You know, that wasn't really uh, considered acting. Um, which it isn't. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Right. Uh, I always I always describe anime voice acting as the most fulfilling creative data entry you've ever done <laughs> in your entire life. Like it is creative yeah. and you you're act, but it's like acting data entry. You're 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 filling in these it's a bit like the tedious work in film work where where you're you're just getting coverage or whatever, or you're just trying to knock out, you know, uh uh, different setups and and you're running short on time so you're trying to just take the pieces that you need uh, uh there are moments and there are big moments in in anime where you end up feeling like you're acting a whole bunch but uh those are those are rarer but in in terms of like what was it like to do both at the same time because there there really weren't many of us back in the day it was it was good Funimation months and bad Funimation months. So you would have a month because it was 35 bucks an hour when we started, which was not great industry wise, but is great. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. No, it's terrible industry wise because you're not working 40 hours a week. You're not even, but you gotta, you gotta think, Sai, how much these, this has impacted yeah. so many lives and they're getting paid nothing for it. Yeah, well, you yeah. just look at the you look at the bottom line. We we uh, like so you, you could have talked slow, and made the hours drag on. <laughs> just, just well, they take they used to, take extra time. <laughs> they used to have something called a, a a Chuck Huber session, which was I used to bust through my sessions pretty quickly, and and so there would be hours left, and they used to just kind of like don't worry about it, we'll pay you for the whole session, and then they would kind of knock off and go to the bar. And so they would they would schedule me for four hours at the end of the day, and I would knock my shit out like in an hour, and then they'd go knock out. You know, they'd be like, "We'll be at the bar," and so they'd get to leave at like two o'clock on a Friday because uh, I was scheduled till five, but I was done at two. So they they were at the bar having their Chuck Huber session. So they were. Uh, That's smart. Yeah. God, those are the best. Pretty clever. That is but, smart. But we would, I mean, uh, we would regularly book. You know, there. If you booked eight to twelve hours a week for a month straight, you were like, "Yeah, you know, like I'm getting, I'm getting an extra fifteen hundred this month." Yeah. But then you might have nothing the next month, and then you might have nothing for two more months, and then you might get scheduled for forty hours. You know, and so it was yeah. real hit or miss. Uh, so it was definitely great when it happened, but you couldn't just like all acting gigs, you couldn't count on it. You just had to. Yeah. You just had well, to now I got that residual of Dragon Ball Z money. There's no residuals. There's oh, no man. residuals, man. He not, gets not on anime. I now, see Damn. now I see why you want that Android 17 spinoff because you you probably didn't even make 350 bucks for playing Android 17. Uh yeah, probably about probably maybe 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 four or five hundred for the whole Android arc. That's crazy wow. to think how big that is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still people oh, still yeah. watch it. It still airs on Cartoon Network. Oh yeah, no. they have no. flashbacks of it in Super, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. It's crazy. Yeah, but it would be great if there were residuals. It would be amazing if we were getting paid every time it was streaming or airing. Uh, uh, that would be you'd be pulling in well, I, you would be so in. much money. Probably a decent bit of money for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I think but you could probably quit your side job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The um, the the side job for most voice actors and where we get paid the most is by going to conventions. So we get to go to mm -hmm. conventions and meet fans and and hang out and sign autographs. So that's sort of our uh, in lieu of having residuals, we do have yeah. the opportunity to. I wanted to. I wanted to ask you about cons. Do people give you crap for Chin Chan? No, no. I know I've the heard... show that they give them crap for. It's handshakers. 
pancakes? <laughs> no one, no one remembers that. No, yeah, no one knows exactly. that. No, but I've, he, I've heard he people. Even, he didn't even remember it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. What you're about, and, people and, legitimately get mad over Shin Chan. They're like that's not anime. You can't just rewrite that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember this sort of argument back in the day about Shin Chan not being. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. Back in the day, people did have an issue with it. Nowadays, there's just only the fans left. The people who complained about it don't complain about it anymore. They're like, well, yeah, they'll find something new to complain about. They're complaining about something new. It's it's anime. They'll always find something new to complain about. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like bring headshots from Shinji? And you're like, yes. Hey, if you complain, half price. (laughs) <laughs> I do have my my wife does a lot of my table art and she did draw me uh, a hero and Shin next to each other so that's always I should hmm. print some more of those up I got a bunch of ones that I should print up but that's so maybe, you, I, maybe I'll print those up do you enjoy going to like conventions and stuff and oh, yeah. like meeting meeting everybody yeah yeah I, I I'd say the hardest part about a convention is traveling to it uh or uh, uh, being in the hotel by myself is not my favorite state of mind. If I'm, if I'm properly disposed, I, I get, I get out in the city and I go for walks and I go for hikes. But if I, if I haven't planned it out, uh, a lot of times you just end up in the hotel like this, just like clicking the teller and you're like, <laughs> and then you start to feel the darkness close in and the loneliness of like thousands yeah. of people not really you know, if I got friends in town, that that makes a difference. But, but as far as the convention themselves, like ten to six at the table, signing uh, autographs and meeting people, all of that is uh, fabulous. That's a lot of fun. So yeah. you're telling me when you're alone, like the voices in your head don't just start like arguing, like Shaw Tucker and uh, Android Seventeen don't have arguments. <laughs> <laughs> not that, that he's going to quite admit. an argument. Yeah, that would be quite the argument. <laughs> yeah, his psychiatrist might be watching. Android seventeen, <laughs> sit next to this dog. <laughs> I don't know. If that no, works. that works me still there, to there, this there, day. There'd be some weird ones in there. It was I, I can't remember how long ago it was, Chuck, but I I met you. God, it must have been like seven years ago. Okay, I think I can't remember what <laughs> convention it was at. Um, but it was a long time ago. I have an autograph from you somewhere upstairs, <laughs> like a very, very long time ago. Obviously, you don't expect you to remember, but I, that's why I was bringing up conventions. I was like, oh, actually, like I'd met you one before. Um, so it was just a random, curious question. Um, no, but that's good because that's when you get to be the rock star. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, you know, it's it's a good it's a good mix because like you could probably live your normal life, but then when you go to anime conventions, everyone's like, "That's Chuck Hewer, that's the song yeah. of bitch who played Shout Tucker, get him!" <laughs> that's right. That's right. Was... Kill him. him out. He killed kill him. Girl. I didn't kill her. That's what made it so yeah, horrible. That's true. Kill her. That was that's much true. worse. Yeah. That's why everybody was so hurt and sad by it. There was uh, this. I was just at Connecticut up in Connecticut, and there was somebody cosplaying Shao Tucker with his Nina Alexander doll with the blue, the glowing eyes. Um, and it was traumatizing everyone at the convention. I would have beat him up. And <laughs> consequently, I, I normally have about 10 Shao Tucker prints because I'll sell maybe one every three or four conventions. Some sicko will be like, that's funny <laughs> and take it with them. <laughs> but okay, this so one with the guy like- walking around, he he traumatized everybody. And I sold out of all the Shao Tucker prints. So I was thinking <laughs> I need to pay someone just stack the Shao Tucker prints and just have someone re-traumatize all the FMA fans so that they'll come to my table and try to heal themselves by by buying my Shao Tucker. By buying the print. Yeah. So when you that's sell clever. those Shao Tucker uh prints, do they have like a uh, NSA list that you have to sign to get the print because I feel like they should. No, he just lets <laughs> those sickos go into the world. He knows who yeah, they are, exactly. but he doesn't tell anyone. Right. Just listen, they're, they're recording me all the time anyway. They got they're, they're listening, <laughs> on, so they know everyone. Who's everyone always knows uh, right. what's going on. The algorithm time. knows. The algorithm knows. It always knows. So on something like uh, Full Male Alchemist versus Full Male Alchemist Brotherhood, th- were those two completely separate recordings, or did they just steal your lines from the first one? No, they made us record again, but the f- the FMA, the original, I was in it a lot more. Uh, 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I've recorded several times yeah. for Brotherhood. I think I came in and said like, like five one lines. Episode? Yeah, and then I was one done. One or two episodes. Yeah. Still hurt people. I'm st- like, still glad. Oh, my daughter. Here's daughter. Here's daughter. See you later. That's a traumatizing role to yeah. uh, to, to get. You, I think the main reason. Of, uh, like, yeah, you do a lot of bad people. The main reason I was excited about Brotherhood is because I thought it might not happen. No. <laughs> they still did. Well, it's I have a theory. Early in Brotherhood. And it wasn't going to, but Chuck made him change it. That's right. He's like, guys, this has over to, again. I need to sell prints. This has to happen. That's we right. need to make sure this is a reality. Pay rent is what he's saying. That is correct. That is correct. That I, I, I think people were so disturbed by that because it was a way of destroying a character that wasn't death. Because normally they're used to death, mm-hmm. but this wasn't yeah. death. So it like hurt everybody's brains. They were like, "What did they do to her?" And it, it kind of was painful. Well, for me, it was the fact that the dog had to get it too. Right. That was. I, was that like, I don't was care re- about the kids. I yeah. was like, "Oh, that kind of sucks." Oh, it's the dog. Mm. The dog was the the dog was cute though. Alexander. Alexander. Alexander was cute. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a good. Um, so going through, like you, you've done a lot of like very like roles that have like held up through the test of time. Like there, there's a lot of anime. Um, there's a lot of animes that come and go, but like the a lot of the stuff you've been part of has been like stuff that has just like stood the test of time. I mean, Dragon Ball has kept going, which obviously helps, but I mean, like Yu Yu Hakusho is just as popular today as it was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, they're doing a live action, right? Yeah, they're yeah. gonna do a live action that's gonna yeah. probably not think, turn out so great. I think yeah. they just finished announcing like the have actors. they asked you about the dub. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, right? Oh, I thought you were going to be here. Have you done uh, live action dubs? Yeah, we did. Is them it different? At, yes. They pretty much, because the budgets are different, they pretty much just press record and start playing the movie. And you listen to your beeps and you just keep going. You just keep recording. Hmm. Like you don't. And you're like close enough. They're like, they're like, it's a, it's a crappy dub. You yeah, know, I noticed that. Never gonna get it's it, a crappy right. show. Exactly like crappy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they didn't mean you're a little. I, 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 I might be wrong on this, but I thought I saw something recently that you were, you were doing something for you, Haka Show again. They have two new OVAs coming out. Uh, they actually came out in the sub already. Um, I believe so, but we're gonna record them supposedly. This is the second time I've heard that we're going to first time I heard they were going to record was right before COVID hit and then COVID hit and Mm. we didn't record. But yeah, just recently, Justin was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I think it'd be great. Uh, Sounds like a paycheck. That's right. right. (laughs) Uh, So one thing that I've always, I always like to kind of ask people is like, do you, do you like when you're doing these roles, like do you ever anticipate stuff taking off in a certain way or is it harder to kind of expect what's going to take off? I mean, like, uh, something you said when Dragon Ball started, you kind of had like an indie feel to it. Like as stuff kind of progressed and you took on other roles with Funimation, like, did you ever get like the inkling, like, Oh, this could take off be something big or is it always like, so, so hit and miss. You just, you just never know. Um, well, first of all, I never knew anything was popular until I went to a Funimation asked me to go to San Diego Comic-Con. And I had worked conventions before as an actor for other corporations. And when an actor hears, do you want to work at a convention? It's typically passing out literature, passing out information, um, doing a script at the booth, you know, like, we have five different anime that are airing this year. So I thought they were going to have me reading a script or, or passing out flyers. And when they said, I said, okay, well, what's my schedule? And they were like, well, you have autographs from three to seven or something, something like two to six or something. And I was like, autographs, what do you mean? And they're like, you're going to sign autographs for fans. And I was like, <laughs> fans of what? Yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm just Chuck. No one's going to care who I am. Nobody cares who I am. Um, And they're like, no, I think you'll think it's going to be different than you think it's going to be. And I'm like, no, I think I'm the professional actor and you're silly (laughs) Funimation. You don't know. I think I know what I'm talking about here, guys. Yeah. And uh, they I sat down at the table 
<laughs> and it was one of those really big rooms and it had a line going all the way around the room and it had vendors in the center and, and uh, 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 they said, that's your line. And then people started coming up to the table and I suddenly had to learn how to sign autographs because I'd never signed an autograph before uh, really. And so the first girl that came up was crying because her father and she had watched it all while he was dying of cancer. And then he died of cancer after they finished and, and he was their favorite character. And so like, that was my first autograph. And I was like, Oof. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then I did four more hours of it, of people like screaming and crying and, and yelling and stamping their feet and like being super excited to meet me and hear me do the voice. And I just, I was blown away. I had no idea. I thought I literally thought I was working a job. I thought I was going to be passing out, uh, you know, flyers or something. And I was signing Ooh. autographs. I was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. They should have put some flyers on your table since you were in that mode. It would have like, birds. While you're there, if you want to just, you know, like hand <laughs> oh, you out. like you, you hockey show? Let me hand you this flyer for a Tony Hawk's Circus, whatever shit. Plays. That's right. That's <laughs> right. For it. <laughs> but yeah, it was quite the shock to find out how popular it was. But you never know with a show whether it's going to be popular. Like even My Hero Academia kind of started out with a fizzle. Like there were big expectations for that show in that first season didn't really take off the way they thought it would, but they held on and Funimation, they, they know what they're doing. Probably because of me. Cause like I watched it and I thought it kind of fizzled out, but then I rewatched it. So thank you, you for watching it again. You're probably the only reason. Yeah. I appreciate That's, that. I, 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 I kind of thought it fizzled towards the, the end. Yeah. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of season five fizzling. We'll wait and see what season six does. Uh, if it picks up and people get interested, that'd be, oh. I mean, people are definitely interested. There's still a oh, yeah. huge amount of, fans oh, yeah, out yeah. There. but that, that second season where it, it sort of exploded um, was really fun because we had kind of written it off. Like, Oh, I guess it's not going to be the big one. And then suddenly it was the big one. And we're like, Oh, it's the big one. And, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, great. Have you, uh, have you done anything that you, you were like, this is the big one guys. And everyone was like, no, this is just a little thing. And you're like, no, I'm for sure it's the big one. And then it wasn't the big one. And you look uh, like a real idiot. No, I never, yeah. I mean, not not with anime. I never you think you never that. looked like an idiot. No, no. That's <laughs> that's I definitely, I definitely look like an idiot all the time. But my uh uh my my guess whenever I'm doing an anime is like there will be some fans for this because there are fans of every anime. You can mm -hmm. you can stand in a room yeah. with twelve hundred people in the room and <clears throat> name your most obscure anime and still, you know, five hands will go up saying it's yeah. their favorite. And you're like, Your favorite? Mushishi, really? That's your favorite? And they're like, Yes, it, I it, love that show. It's not that my favorite, cool. but you, you did you did some work with Blue Gender, which oh, man. I, I'm one I'm one of the only people that I know that has actually watched Blue Gender. Because every time I bring it up, everyone's like, I don't what? When did this come out? I'm like, just watch it. It's really good. It is really um, good. It, it was it was a good one. That was one uh, of the first times I had to actually act. I remember actually act. Uh, uh, that was the first time any of my characters had some sort of, you know, emotional growth and breakdown in a monologue type situation. I, I played the character Han and and uh, or Han. I can't. I think they pronounced it Han, like Han Solo, but. Uh, he, he goes kind of crazy at the end and he's crying and snotting and, and just really oh, yeah. losing it. And I got to really lose it in the booth. And it was one of those where they felt bad asking me to do a second take. So I, I still <laughs> did it. I did a second take, but it was hard because you're recreating the emotions. But yeah, that uh, Blue Gender was one of the, as I want to say it's the second property we ever recorded. Uh, I'm not sure we might have recorded something in between that and, and the first two rounds of DBZ. But at first it was just DBZ uh, and that's all we recorded. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm in a really obscure anime too. I thought you were really great in Peach Girl as additional <laughs> voices. I was. It <laughs> was incredible. In He's Peach additional Girl. voices in a lot of anime. 
that's you know when you're up there and you finish early now they drag <laughs> you around to all these other Friday. booths do this do this, right. do this do this do that yeah yeah that only yeah. happens on not fridays though right they, like they you wind you up and point you in a direction they're like how many characters can i squeeze out of chat <laughs> You you dance if you want that $35. <laughs> That's right. Paper clip, big truck, whatever it is. Someone will bring that back one day. That's right. One one day. <laughs> uh, no, so funny off, like, so you've, you've done a little bit work with, with One Piece 2, and I was like, I don't know what other big genres, like big animes that you haven't been a part of. Uh, was there ever anything that you, like, looking back at the anime now, or maybe you had heard about it, that you, like, wish you could have gotten involved in or something that like just that you liked a certain character on an anime yeah certainly uh i was living in austin texas during the casting of attack on titan the initial the initial first mm -hmm. round of casting or first oh, couple man. rounds of casting. so i wasn't doing any auditions up at funimation i was i was rebooting my life for a couple years and uh, so I missed out completely on any of the major roles in Attack on Titan. And Mike eventually brought me in. I had just a little role as as Petra's father. Um, so you know, got a couple five lines. That eh, pivotal, pivotal, pivotal emotional scene where they're coming back, and I think Petra's father's like, uh, "Where's my daughter? I hope she's not dead or something." I don't know what he said. Wow. I'm on season one, episode one. Spoiler alert. I definitely would have liked you as a levy, though. I feel like that would have been good. Sure. You could have been that Titan Chuck that eats the lady Titan. in the first episode. I could have yeah. been a Titan. The lady Titan? I could have been a Titan. Could have been a Titan. He could have been a lady Titan. He can play. Remember the Titan. Play a lady. Yeah. He's got range. I've played I've played ladies. I've played ladies. I played a 40-year-old Cockney girl in a Carol Churchill play. Mm -hmm. Um, I played uh, That's what Titans the, sound like. The, yeah. <laughs> that, that old we are four-year-old girls. <laughs> that old classic Titan Cockney accent. That's right. La 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 la. I don't know. I don't know what Titan. Sound. That would have been a great Titan. <laughs> sort of a Sesame Street Titan. La 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 la. That well, they have scarier. that. They it can that, work. They have that show because they have the little, uh, the little toony one that's a spinoff. I haven't seen that. Where they're like in high, where they're in like junior high or something. It's like uh, Attack on Titan high, junior, high. junior High. So, yeah, it's something like that. It's crazy. That's crazy. That <laughs> sounds necessary. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like needed. So, for uh, like side stuff, like video games and stuff like that, do you re record or do they just steal your lines? No, we re record. Uh, we Everything. are Yeah, we're typically, there's a, a spreadsheet with, with all the English lines, and then they'll even have the Japanese in there. Then that usually says how long each line is, and then you have a file reference of what the Japanese actor did. And you ugh, you try to make your reactions and your lines, they have to fit, because they do their tracks first. The video game's locked then, mm -hmm. and so you have to do your reactions and, and lines in eh, plus or minus half a second of of when the japanese actors done their lines so yeah they always re-record them because sometimes you'll be doing old lines and you'll have to yeah, shorten them happens. because they just don't they don't fit what what the japanese uh -huh. so you're like oh i remember this line and now we're changing it you're like okay but do do it's that, a video game do you do that at funimation or is that like you go to the video game building <laughs> yeah, no, I think I mean most of the most of the DBZ video games, I think all of them have been done out of Ocratron, which is Sabbat Studio. Um I, I think that's probably like Sabbat was slated to go up in Funimation as a producer, but uh wisely I might add, said, you know what? Why don't you give me the contract to record some of this stuff and I'll start my own studio? And so he picked up um recording a bunch of other stuff uh but uh, but i remember him really really recording a lot of of anime because he was doing mostly video games but then like a lot of the dbz kai recording was done out of okratron um and i guess that's because you know he was there in the beginning he knows what everybody should sound like he knows what the 
the storyline is, like the back of his hand. So he he was the caretaker of that, but that's where he sort of diverted off. But yeah, most of the most of the DBZ video games are done out of Ocratron. Well, that was that answered my next question because I was going to ask if like uh, Kai was redone as well. So everything's oh, yeah. just redone. They'll yeah. never use a line twice. No, um, and I don't know if that's because of making sure the mix is the same or or just for good artistic practice, but the. Uh, it was fun going back and recording Kai too, because we got to hear what we originally did. And back in the day, we didn't care too much about the flaps and uh, we didn't care too much about, we were just mostly actors goofing around and having a blast. But then when we got to Kai, we were like so much better at it in terms of matching just our production skills were were much much better so watching what we had done back because we'd review what we'd done in the early day and then and then record it again we'd be like oh it's terrible <laughs> we're like embarrassing ourselves with how um i mean it was good it was it was raw and fun and interesting acting but the just some of the technical aspects were totally overlooked things we never would have let get recorded we're, we're front and center in the original DBZ. And so when we went to re-record Kai, it was like, <laughs> we were terrible. Uh, we did well, all of these things. That's what makes it special. That's it okay. It's still that the is. best anime ever made. So. Pretty much. Pretty much. But by the time you got to Yu Yu Show, it was all professional. Uh, yeah. We were, yeah, we were, we were, we were, much, by the time we were recording Yu Yu Hakusho, we were getting into a, a lot more professional. That by that time, because the original studio the blanket was, was gone. That's right. <laughs> no, that's true. Like the original studio was downstairs in a like office off the fulfillment room. So you had to walk through all these boxes they were shipping out of VHS tapes. And so it was really, and, and so then they finally rented a floor upstairs and put in legit um, studios. And uh, so then things became a little more serious. There was, there was a front desk, there was a, you know, a sign in sheet and, and things like that. Instead of being like, Hey man, just like show up at my place and we'll like do some recording. You know, it was a little bit started to get a little bit more of a professional gloss to it. The hand yeah, didn't let automation the automation sign was gone. <laughs> and they right. didn't let the French horn come in. It had the status cool out. Cool tracks. <laughs> I still want to see. I want to see Sean play the French horn sometime. I really do. Can't believe he's never played it for you. <laughs> I, he never I, has it at the conventions. Not that I know. Listen, if well, I now we know it, now we know what to bring would... at a convention. <laughs> yeah. If you're both there, just bring a French horn. Oh man, someone should do that. If you see, if you're going to see Sean, bring a French horn and see if he'll play it for you. Like, just, bad, just play a couple of songs for me. <laughs> I know a lot of people are just just real bust quick. out a chromatic scale, just chromatic scale, just like up and down real quick. Yeah. Everyone will yeah. get a big kick out of it. Just real quick story. <laughs> if you want to just now we heard that, that you played the French horn, but no one believes it. So you got to prove. So it. you got to play it. So play I, this I got French this French horn. horn. I just so happen to have this French horn here. So uh, <laughs> you know, you guys are going at it all wrong. You're like. You go walk up to it. And you're like, you're an actor. Here's ten dollars. Play this French horn. <laughs> this is correct. He'd be like, he'd be like, that's uh, fifty. It's under my video recording charge. But yeah, I'll play your French horn. And then he'd yeah, play I'll the do the French horn. horn. <laughs> yeah, it'll get done. If Sean um, sees this video, he's like, videos are a hundred, Chuck. Why did you say fifty? Why are you <laughs> undercutting me? But why are you undercutting me by so much? Because I'm not Sean Schimmel. Because I couldn't imagine those prices. And- <laughs> But uh, can you? Do you think that you think that they could play "Careless Whisper" on the French horn? Ooh, Ooh. that would sound really good on the French. That's horn. a classic. <laughs> I have so I have the uh, best fake French horn. Uh, you do. I, I, feel like I thought need, it was a real. I thought she had pulled the real one out. I, I feel like we need to clip that, <laughs> and then when we meet him, we can be like, "Hey, what kind of French horn is this?" And then whatever he says, you're like, wrong. That's the worst French horn I've ever heard. But it'd be great if you're like, what kind of French horn is it? Like, isn't that Chuck? (laughs) (laughs) Or he says that, and you're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That would be funny. I think he might laugh at that. Keeps calling me and doing that. I don't know how to get him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's, it's funny enough that I have a chance to ask this now. But what what should I, I I'll be meeting no, uh, John. Remember I'll be meeting John tomorrow. John uh, Bergmeier. Yeah, I'm going to a convention to like run some of the media, and he's he's going to be there as one of the staff. Sweet. Um. So what do I got to bring to mess with him, and then just tell him that you made me do it? I don't know. I don't. I, I, John is a very. Uh, uh, oh, uh, he may not remember this, but just say, tell him Chuck said Pilla. All right. I don't know why it was from the Garlic Junior saga. We laughed at the word pillar. I had to say the word pillar. And then it was turned into an inside joke for some reason 25 years ago. Wait, is John, what happened? Is John Bergmeier Linda Young's son? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that all makes sense now. It's all yeah. it's it's all nepotism. It is. Back then it was for sure. Man, I need to get adopted into one of those families. <laughs> That's the only way to get cast not Funimation is you have to be born in the building. Be born in the building. That's right. <laughs> so mean, it's like whenever whenever you get married and you have kids and they're about to get birth, you're like, drive to the hospital. No, no, drive to Funimation Studios. That's right. That's right. Drop that baby right in the lobby. There's well, enough animes yeah. with babies coming up. We can get a that, baby cry recorded real quick. That's right. Let's get that, that baby Wallace born in Chick-fil-A. got like free Chick-fil-A for life. So That's dope. It's true. You, you that's could okay. Get, you could get free voice acting. For life, I don't, know. I don't know how that works, <laughs> or, or maybe it's like the reverse of it. If you get born in Funimation Studios by bylaws, they own you. Oh, that's so right. Like, you're just you're. That's uh, what Walmart does. That's true. They, they have a whole, a whole section yeah. of babies in the back that they don't let. Yeah, out. it's like written into like when you walk into the store, it's like you sign the contract involuntarily when you walk into Walmart. Mm-hmm. Their policies are posted. That's on you. That's right. You clicked the <laughs> yeah, box. You, you clicked yeah. the box. You checked the box. I did. Except all. I was pretty sure I wasn't a robot, but I've, oh, I've made mistakes before. What if you can't solve those? Does that mean you are a robot? Are they going to get harder and harder, those CAPTCHAs, until we're like, oh my God, no. Westworld, I, I am a robot. I feel like they have to, because at this point, you just, I feel like eventually, like, your computer will just figure out to click the box and be like, yeah, no, I'm totally not him. Like I'm totally a, a regular person. Just click it for you. Do you know the original well, the- ones with all the letters that that was uh-huh. us doing massive amounts of optical character recognition on text that computers couldn't do OCR on. That's what we were doing. Big data work uh-huh. on those captures, uh, filling in the, that's a C uh-huh. that's an L that's a seven. I think we're still doing it. Those that show up, yeah, well, now it's like, which one is a is a boat? And you don't know because some of them they're like one of them I did is like, wh- point out the seaplanes. Like, what? Have, how much <laughs> the seaplane? I see five planes. Which ones are seaplanes? Right. Yeah. There's always a trick in the picture. There's always yeah. a trick. There's always a plane that like a regular we plane that crashed into truck. water. And they're like. No, that was a regular plane that crashed into the water. You're there for a robot. Right. Yeah, and and no soon act, it'll no be act. like do it again. Uh, do it again. label these variable compounds in their you know descending order of well, atomic weight. And you'll be like, I'm a robot. What? I guess I'm a robot. I'm a robot. I guess I'm not asking this website. I'm not watching yeah. this. I, I guess yeah. I'm done. This is no. every film. See where it's going is uh, it's going to be like uh, here's some data. Enter it over here. And then that'll prove you're human. But what you're doing is just data entry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is that weird. Work. Once Amazon takes over everything, then we'll be we'll be once. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, I think they've got it. Ow. As Josh, <laughs> is I got bit. <laughs> you got bit. I'm checking the time. Oh, I'm 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 getting to overtime. I only I only had nope. an hour. But uh, we can finish up with a couple more questions. If this is what I want. Yeah. What are you so? What are you working on now? What's going on? What can we look forward uh, to? Anime wise, just those Yu Yu Hakusho OVAs. Uh, uh, that's the Any? only thing I knows that I know for sure. Other than that, I'm writing. I'm doing a lot of writing. Writing some some films. And what and, about the new Dragon Ball game? Uh, the new game? I don't. I'm assuming I'll be in it. I never know until somebody calls me and says, "Hey, are you busy Thursday?" And then I go, "No, I'm good Thursday." They're like, "Come in and record a thing," and I'm like, "Okay." And I show up and I'm like, "Oh, a new game, cool." 
I was <laughs> they, hoping they to get a spoiler and then we could, uh, you know, tell the media. <laughs> oh, there is a spoiler. Uh, I couldn't make up a spoiler quick enough. Darn. Darn. All right. Well, Darn. live and let live. Um, true. So what are the, are any of these uh, movies or things that you're writing? Anything you want to talk about briefly or you want to wait until you're a little yeah, bit farther but, along? Uh, maybe when I'm uh, a little far. One of, one of them one of them is about a rat. It's a movie about a rat. I like um, that. Yeah, okay. I think it's a I think it's a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure it is. And then I got another another you, trilogy yeah. of movies, a trilogy of movies. The first one is about a guy who invents a, a thing that he can only prove his invention works by driving it into a tornado. It's okay. called th Thundercar. That, that wasn't didn't like happen in Twister. It's kind of like no, that Twister, except a little more scientific than that. There were things in Twister, right, that they were trying to put in the tornado or something. Sure, I don't know. No, maybe. I look, have no idea how storm tracing works. It's all remember, it's all insane. I remember I going on the Twister now. ride at Universal Studio. I don't. Really yeah, they remember. had a little a little pod they tried to get. But this all is I remember from Twister is ride. if you ever get caught in a tornado, strap yourself to a piece of piping, and the tornado will not take you away. And you'll It'll just pull your legs up. Yeah, it's the same thing I learned like from Indiana Jones. If you're ever going to get caught in a nuclear explosion, hide in a fridge. Yep. That was Helen Hunt and Twister, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Who who played the cow? It was an actual uh, cow. I think it was Bessie. Yeah, it, was, it was a real cow. Bessie the cow. Oh, okay. I, that's the only thing I remember from Twister is the cow. It was. It came out a very long time ago. Um, it's, 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 it's an old one. It wasn't that long ago, guys. It was. Oh, it's like 25 years ago. Stop it. Jesus. Oh, it is. It's over, man. Let's think about when Titanic came out. God, it, I was so young for that. Twister came like, out in 96. This is 26 years ago. So 26 years ago, yeah. Four. Yeah, Twister's been out for 30 years, I bet. I bet we're coming up on the 30th anniversary of Twister. I hope they re-release it. came out. Gosh, <laughs> just just feel old over the fact that Yu Yu Hakusho is approaching like it's 25, 30 yeah. years. I think it's 30. It's approaching 30. Like after it's come out. And that's our like one of our favorites. And so just yeah. let, that, let that thought sink in. That's a beautiful thing. We we got it late though, right? We got it in like 2000. Uh, yeah, we did get a little it, a little late. A little later than it came than, out. Yeah, like as soon as it was on Toonami. <laughs> 2000s then yeah like early yeah. yeah probably like early 2000s uh so chuck what what advice would you want to give to just expiring voice actors besides being born inside the funimation studio oh, i was about to be born in funimation to, uh, be born train in train as an actor i teach online uh voice acting classes uh uh, Chris Rager teaches some, Jose Sandoval, uh, I think Kyle Phillips even does some. Um, my classes are four sessions, four three-hour sessions. We do dialects, we do character work, we do a monologue. We do a lot of sort of the mental game of, of how, do you, how do you keep yourself moving towards a goal that is mostly going to be filled with failure and no you know, that, which is what the job of an actor is, is to just beat your head against failure until you succeed. Um, so, I mean, that's all, that's the only way to do it is to really just be an actor and just go for it. And, and always have something that is your own that you are working on. If you're going to be an actor, always have a movie or a, a script or a, something a podcast whatever it is always have something that nobody has to give you permission to be creative on otherwise you end up feeling like you're you're at the mercy of producers or directors to give you permission to be creative and and i really teach that people need to have something they're working on to keep their skills fresh to keep their mind fresh so that they're not yeah trapped waiting you, for a yes have you considered That's recording so all that on vhs and selling it on qvc oh, i'd love to get a spot dude if i could get a spot on qvc i would i would kill it we'll make, we'll make it happen all we'll right but happen. that's a, that 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 answers a very uh just creative uh, uh kind of like as any creative you kind of have to look like that because because as a uh when i was 
tattooing, you know, like working under somebody, you kind of get that where you kind of feel like I'm not really making nothing for myself right now. You know, you kind of have to have that same mindset. So that's yep. very uh, yeah. same, same for all art forms. Yeah. yeah. Very informative. Mm. Uh, Josh, do you want to uh, get the wrap up going and we'll give yeah. Chuck the, the final words? Ooh, yeah. final words. Uh, thanks to our special guest, Cy, for coming back. Appreciate seeing you every week forever. Uh, Chuck, thank you very much for taking the time to come on. We will let you go ahead and head back into the rest of your house, uh, which is at your address in Chicago. And what was that address again? I live in Fort Worth. I'm from Chicago. Oh, oh man, that's not far, man. That's about six hours. That's where he gets you. We'll be over in Chicago looking for him when he's in Fort Where's Worth. Chuck? Say he was here. All right. But again, we appreciate you taking the time. We know you wanted My to be pleasure. gone a minute ago, but no, you're fine. That's not how things that's not how things happen here. Sometimes it's not it's how fun. live production works. It's, no. it's, it's true. It's, it's a rough so, time. Uh, as always, we'll let Chuck go ahead and end the podcast in the traditional manner. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do? Just Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> I want. Just do something yeah. traditional. Yeah. Ah, something <laughs> traditional. traditional. Like the French horn, maybe. If you, Ooh, uh, if you busted uh, out a French horn right yeah, now, we'd be blown away. No, no. This is how we'll end it. Right there. Tuning fork. Do you just have that on you? Do you just keep it in your back pocket? I keep it by my altar to channel the frequencies. Okay. Smart. I just like it. Smart. Some some guru some guru gave it. I use it for my meditation. Sometimes I meditate with it. I don't think I've ever seen a tuning fork before that wasn't in a cartoon before. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Now you did. You saw it. And it'll end the show. It's right. a good ending. It's a good one.